Book 1, Chapters 41 through 45 of Against Jovinianius by St. Jerome. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. I have given enough and more than enough illustrations from the divine writings of Christian chastity and angelic virginity. But as I understand that our opponent in his commentaries summons us to the tribunal of worldly wisdom, and we are told that views of this kind are never accepted in the world, and that our religion has invented a dogma against nature, I will quickly run through Greek and Roman and foreign history, and will show that virginity ever took the lead of chastity. Fable relates that Atalana, the virgin of Caledonian fame, lived for the chase and dwelt always in the woods. In other words, that she did not set her heart on marriage with its troubles of pregnancy and of sickness, but upon the nobler life of freedom and chastity. Harpalius too, and the Thracian virgin, is described by the famous poet, and so is Camellia, queen of the Volchi, on whom, when she came to his assistance, Turnus had no higher praise which he could bestow than to call her a virgin. O virgin, glory of Italy, and that famous daughter of Leos, the lady of the brazen house, ever a virgin, is related to have freed her country from pestilence by her voluntary death, and the blood of the virgin, Ephrygina, is said to have calmed the stormy winds. What need to tell of the syllabuses of Erethri and Cumane and the eight others? For Varro asserts there were ten whose ornament was virginity, and divination the reward of their virginity. But if in the Aeolian dialect syllable is represented by theovole, we must understand that a knowledge of the counsel of God is rightly attributed to virginity alone. We read, too, that Cassandra and Chryseus, prophetess of Apollo and Juno, were virgins, and there were innumerable priestesses of the Tyrrhenian Diana and of Vestra. One of these, Onitana, being suspected of unchastity, was buried alive, which would be, in my opinion, an unjust punishment, unless the violation of virginity were considered a serious crime. At all events, how highly the Romans always esteemed virgins is clear from the fact that councils and generals, even in their triumphal chariots and bringing home the spoils of conquered nations, were wont to make way for them to pass, and so did men of all ranks. When Claudia, a vestal virgin, was suspected of unchastity, and a vessel containing the image of Sebel was aground in the Tiber, it is related that she, to prove her chastity, with her girdle drew the ship which a thousand men could not move. Yet as the uncle of Lucian, the poet says, it would have been better if this circumstance had decorated a chastity tried and proved, and had not pleaded in defense of a chastity equivocal. No wonder that we read such things of human beings, when heathen error also invented the virgin goddess Minerva and Diana, and placed the virgin among the twelve signs of the zodiac, by means of which, as they suppose, the world revolves. It is a proof of the little esteem in which they held marriage that they did not, even among the scorpions, centaurs, crabs, fishes, and capricorn, thrust in a husband and wife. When the thirty tyrants of Athens had slain Phidon at the banquet, they commanded his virgin daughters to come to them naked like harlots, and there upon the ground, red with their father's blood, to act the wanton. 
For a little while they hid their grief, and then, when they saw the revelers were intoxicated, going out on the plea of easing nature, they embraced one another and threw themselves into a well, that by death they might save their virginity. The virgin daughter of Demodion, chief of the Aeropagites, having heard of the death of her betrothed, Leothenes, who had originated the Lamaean War, slew herself, for she declared that although in body she was a virgin, yet if she were compelled to accept another, she should regard him as her second husband, when she had given her heart to Leosanthes. So close a friendship long existed between Sparta and Messene, that for the furtherance of certain religious rites they even exchanged virgins. Well, on one occasion, when the men of Messene attempted to outrage fifty Lacedaemonian virgins, out of so many, not one consented, but they all most gladly died in defense of their chastity. Whence there arose a long and grievous war, and in the long run, Mamertia was destroyed. Aristocles, tyrant of Orchomenos, fell in love with a virgin of Stamphalus, and when after the death of her father, she took refuge in the temple of Diana and embraced the image of the goddess, and could not be dragged thence by force, she was slain on the spot. Her death caused such intense grief throughout Arcadia that the people took up arms and avenged the virgin's death. Aristomenes of Messene, a just man, at the time when the Lacedaemonians, whom he had conquered, were celebrating by night the festival called the Hyacinthia, carried off from the sportive bands fifteen virgins, and fleeing all night at full speed, got away from the Spartan territory. His companions wished to outrage them, but he admonished them to the best of his power not to do so. And when certain refused obey, he slew them, and restrained the rest by fear. The maidens were afterwards ransomed by their kinsmen, and on seeing Aristomones, condemned for murder, would not return to their country until clasping the knees of the judges they beheld the protector of their chastity acquitted. How shall we sufficiently praise the daughters of Sudaus at Leuctra in Boeotia? It is related in the absence of their father, they hospitably entertained two youths who were passing by, and who, having drunk to excess, violated the virgins in the course of the night. Being unwilling to survive the loss of their virginity, the maidens inflicted deadly wounds on one another. Nor would one be right to omit the mention of the Locrian virgins. They were sent to Ilium according to custom, which had lasted for nearly a thousand years, and yet not one gave occasion to any idle tale or filthy rumor of virginity defiled. Could anyone pass over in silence the seven virgins of Miletus, who, when the Gauls spread desolation far and wide, that they might suffer no indignity at the hands of the enemy, escaped disgrace by death, and left to all virgins the lesson of their example, that noble minds care more for chastity than life. Nicanor, having conquered and overthrown Thebes, was himself overcome by a passion for one captive virgin, whose voluntary self-surrender he longed for. A captive maid, he thought, must be only too glad but he found that virginity is dearer to the pure in heart than a kingdom, when with tears and grief 
he held her in his arms slain by her own hand greek writers tell also of another theobian virgin who had been deflowered by a macedonian foe and who hiding her grief for a while slew the violator of her virginity as he slept and then killed herself with the sword so that she would neither live when her chastity was lost nor die before she had avenged herself to come to the gymnosophists of india the opinion is authoritatively handed down that buddha the founder of their religion had his birth through the side of a virgin we need not wonder at this in the case of barbarians when cultured greece supposed that minerva at her birth sprang from the head of jove and father bacchus from his thigh Spusippus, also plato's nephew and clearchus in his eulogy of plato and anaxilids in the second book of his philosophy relates that peritiketon the mother of plato was violated by an apparition of apollo and they agree in thinking that the prince of wisdom was born of a virgin timaeus writes that the virgin daughter of pythagoras was at the head of a band of virgins and instructed them in chastity diodorus the disciple of socrates is said to have had five daughters skilled in dialectics and distinguished for chastity of whom a full account is given by philo the master of cardinez and mighty rome cannot taunt us as though we had invented the story of the birth of our lord and saviour from a virgin for the romans believe that the founders of their city and race were the offspring of the virgin ilia and of mars that these allusions to the virgins of the world brief and hastily gathered from many histories now suffice i will now proceed to married women who were reluctant to survive the decease or violent death of their husbands for fear they might be forced into a second marriage and who entertained a marvelous affection for their only husbands they had this may teach us that second marriage was repudiated among the heathen dido the sister of pygmalion having collected a vast amount of gold and silver saved to africa and there built carthage and when her hand was sought in marriage by ebas king of liberia she deferred the marriage for a while until her country was settled not long after having raised a funeral pyre in the memory of her former husband sicius she preferred to burn rather than to marry carthage was built by a woman of chastity and its end was a tribute to the excellence of the virtue for the wife of hasdrubal when the city was captured and set on fire and she saw that she could not herself escape capture by the romans took her little children in either hand and leapt into the burning ruins of her house what need to tell of the wife of niceratus who not enduring to wrong her husband inflicted death upon herself rather than subject herself to the lust of the thirty tyrants whom lysander had set over conquered athens artemisia also wife of mausolus is related to have been distinguished for chastity though she was a queen of caria and is extolled by great poets and historians no higher praise is bestowed upon her than that when her husband was dead she loved him so much that when he was alive and built a tomb so great that even to the present day all costly sepulchres are called after his name mausoleums tuta queen of the illyrians owed her long sway over brave warriors 
and her frequent victories over Rome to her marvelous chastity. The Indians and almost all the barbarians have plurity of wives. It is a law with them that the favorite wife must be burned with her dead husband. The wives therefore vie with one another for the husband's love and the highest ambition of the rivals, and the proof of chastity is to be considered worthy of death. So then, she that is victorious, having put on her former dress and ornaments, lies down beside the corpse, embracing and kissing it, and to the glory of chastity, despises the flames which are burning beneath her. I suppose that she who dies thus wants no second marriage. The famous Alcibiades, the friend of Socrates, when Athens was conquered, fled to Pharnabasus, who took a bribe from Lysander, the Lacedaemonian leader, and ordered him to be slain. He was strangled, and when his head had been cut off, it was sent to Lysander as proof of the murder. But the rest of the body lay unburied. His concubine, therefore, all alone, in defiance of the command of the cruel enemy, and in the midst of strangers, in the face of peril, gave him due burial, for she was ready to die for the dead man, whom she loved when living. Let matrons, Christian matrons, at all events, imitate the fidelity of concubines, exhibit in their freedom what she in her captivity preserved. Strato, ruler of Sidon, thought of dying by his own hand, that he might not be the sport of the Persians, who were close by and whose alliance he had discarded for the friendship of the king of Egypt. But he drew back in terror, and eyeing the sword which he had seized, awaited in alarm at the approach of the enemy. His wife, knowing that he must be immediately taken, wrested the weapon from his hand and pierced his side. When the body was properly laid out, she lay down upon it in the agony of death, that she might not violate her virgin troth in the embraces of another. Xenophon, in describing the early years of the elder Cyrus, relates that when her husband Abradatus was slain, Parthia, who loved him intensely, placed herself beside the mangled body, then stabbed herself and let her blood run into her husband's wounds. The queen whom the king, her husband, had shown naked and without her knowledge to his friend, thought she had good cause for slaying the king. She judged that she was not beloved if it was possible for her to be exhibited to another. Rodagun, daughter of Darius, after the death of her husband, put to death the nurse who was trying to persuade her to marry again. Alcestis is related in the story to have voluntarily died for Admetus, and Penelope's chastity is the theme of Homer's song. Laodemia's praises are also sung by the poets, because when Prostelius was slain at Troy, she refused to survive him. End of Book 1, Chapters 41 through 45